Welcome everybody to the Brainstorming to Book Sales podcast, where we talk with authors about their books and their journey to getting published. This week, we have Tim Preby with us, and he has written several books, and he's going to talk about what those books are all about, how he uses them, and of course, where you can find them. So welcome, Tim. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's it's always a pleasure. We do, <laughs> we do several interviews. It's always fun. We have. That's right. That's right. So you have three books that you want to talk about today. <laughs> yes. And they're all kind of centered around your business, right? Correct. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, all my books I've written, and it's funny, of course, you know this. Uh, I've written five books, but I don't like the first two. Um, <laughs> so so the, the later three, they're actually, they're out of date. My, I'm, the business I'm in is digital marketing. And so the first book I wrote was so many years ago that it is completely out of date. My second book was out of date way quicker, uh, but I learned my lesson. And the last three are, are actually, I say the last three, the latest three, because I am addicted to writing books, um, are uh, have longer legs. And so they've been, in fact, I know you actually use one of them on, yourself on a regular basis. But I do. Um, uh, yeah, I refer to them all the time. I gave... Uh, I did two breakout sessions at a conference this morning and uh, a good chunk of the talk was, was lifted directly from one of the books. So yeah, they, they are I'm using them constantly. And so one thing that's a little bit different about you that I find interesting is you don't write books to necessarily go out and market them and get them selling on Amazon and trying to reach the bestseller list. That's not really your ultimate goal. You do right. things a little bit different. Yes, so I have two goals for my books. So um, number one, not everybody can afford our digital marketing services. Some people uh, like to do it themselves or just can't afford it. And so that's one of the reasons why I put the books out so that people have an option to benefit from my expertise so that I can help people without them having to invest big dollars. So that's number one. Um, number two reason, and what makes it financially viable, is I use my books as uh, memorable business cards, for lack of a better term. Um, meaning it's easy for, I, I'm gonna make way more money financially off of someone, off of giving someone one of my books that is then impressed by my book and buys services from me and my company. Um, and then I don't have to do the work either. My team does the work. So I say that I do, I do some of the work, you know, this, I do some of the work, but I like to joke that I do as little as possible. So those are my two reasons is it, it makes a much better business card than a business card. It's much more memorable. And then the ability to help other people with a lower monetary investment on their part. And that's interesting. I have another client that I just finished editing a book for and she's done something kind of similar where she offers high dollar coaching and now she has written a book that kind of takes people through that same process who maybe can't afford yes. the high level coaching. Yes. So it's a really interesting vehicle to use for those people who they need help, they want help, right. but they just don't have the cash to invest in it right now. Absolutely. And, and for me, it ties back honestly to my life mission, which is not to make money, but is to help others. And so if there's a way I can help others that couldn't otherwise afford it, that's, I'm going to, I'm going to take that way. Well, and you write good books. 
Well, thank you. And they so are nice. helpful. <laughs> I so do have a great editor and accountability partner as well. I don't know who that is, but <laughs> <laughs> it's me. Uh, blog a week. Yes, ma'am. Your blog a week book is the one that I have personally used and I tend to promote quite a bit mm -hmm. because you have really good bullet points in that book to help people come up with topics mm -hmm. so that they can put out a blog every week. Yep. Yes. I, so that's my book that took the longest to put together. Um, that book took, Oh, I'm going up my memory. So I'm probably gonna get it wrong, but you, you guys won't know. Um, <laughs> I want to say that book took me around five years to actually put together, but it was my intent the whole time. So I would meet with clients about their websites and their digital marketing, and I would uh, help them understand why blogging was important. But you know this as a writer, just knowing something is important and know you want to do it does not make the ideas flow. And so that question I came at, or question that I heard time after time that I kept coming across was, okay, I believe you, but what in the world should I write about? And so that's why I started putting the book together. And I do like that kind of every, it sounds like you like this too, that every chapter kind of has some um, exercises, basically some ways to brainstorm, ask some different questions. So it's really kind of no excuse no excuses if someone wants to blog, they can get this book and have uh, 52 different ideas. So the, the title blog a week, 52 weeks of business blogging topics. And so that's what you're looking at is 52 different blogs or ways to come up with blog topics. It, it definitely gets the creative juices flowing. Yes. And I have used it a lot. So if I am blogging and I'm just like, I do not know what to write about. Yep. Another good thing about your book is it's not sequential in any right. means. You can really just kind of open it up and be like that one. Yes. And you certainly could read through it and people have, but yeah, I like the open it to a random page and point uh, method myself. <laughs> and there are parts of it that could be sequential for sure. someone just getting started where you do the introduction and, yes. and all of that. But once you're kind of in it and you're just struggling for an idea, you can absolutely just cover your eyes and open it and point and there's an idea and yep. you can go with that. And it's so helpful. And yeah, in I fact, think I think, I think it's only the first and the last, I think it's week one and week 52 are the only two that are really do a welcome blog in week one. And I kind of talk about that. And then week 52 is do a reflection on the last year type of blog. I think everything else is pretty much any order would be fine. I agree with that. And on your 102 tweets book, so yes. tell everybody exactly how long it took you to write that book. <laughs> oh, I'm embarrassed. I don't normally tell people that, Shannon. Um, <laughs> so, well, I have to give the background for that for people to understand. So I am addicted to writing books, but if there's anything I do more often than I write books, it's come up with ideas for books that I don't actually end up writing. Um, and so owning a digital marketing company is nice because I have professional graphic designers at my beck and call and have for, you know, over a decade now. So it was not uncommon for our graphic designers to come in and this is backwards from how most people do it, but 
a graphic designer would come in one week and I would say, hey, I'm thinking about writing this book. I need you to go ahead and design a cover so I can be inspired. Um, and then I would actually order a blank copy of the book with the cover printed on it. And sometimes that inspiration worked and sometimes I would still never write it. But um, I came in and I, I came in one day and I was talking to my graphic designer. Her name is Holly or well, her name is Holly. She's not my designer anymore, but I was talking to Holly and I said, Holly, I have this great idea for a book. It's going to be like the blog a week book. I'm going to release it at about the same time. I want to call it 102 tweets. Uh, I need you to design a cover for it. And she said, no. I said, what do you mean? No, don't you work for me? And she said, Tim, you have me designing these books all the time. I have work to do for paying clients. I will design you a book cover once you write a book. So I was ticked off at her. Uh, and so I went home that weekend and wrote the first draft of 102 tweets. I came up with the whole first draft uh, in one weekend. Um, and so really out of spite towards Holly more than anything else. <laughs> and so we definitely went through the editing process, the cover design process, had some proofreaders, I think, of that book as well. But uh, yeah, the whole process took uh, one weekend to write, which is very contrary to the five years it took to write blog a week, definitely. No kidding. Um, but as I understand it, a lot of people have found it just as useful because they the same thing happens on social media. They don't know what to post about from a business standpoint. And so that's what, um, the, the book is not just Twitter. I should clarify that. That's the only negative to that title uh, is that sometimes people will think it is specifically for Twitter to the exclusion of other platforms. No, you can use the book for Twitter, for Facebook, uh, for Instagram. You can use it uh, for LinkedIn, whatever social media platform. Well, and nowadays so many of them are connected anyway. If you post yes. on one, they'll all, you can post all of them. So it would absolutely cross those lines. But I find it fascinating that you were able to, once that fire was lit under you, <laughs> get that done so fast just to spite her and be like, okay, That's it's right. Monday. I need my book cover. That's right. Now, I don't recommend <laughs> writing books out of spite, but it worked for me in that case. <laughs> I may need to bring that into my, into my coaching. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Tell them you can't do it. That's right. <laughs> Tell me you're going to do it, but you don't do it. So Why I'll talk you to you when me? it's done. That's right. There you and, go. And see if it just takes them a weekend. <laughs> Those novels, you know. Um. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but it's encouraging for people, too, to understand a book doesn't have to be 500 pages long and right. full of erroneous content to be useful. It can be compact and to the point and full of actual useful actionable content and be fantastic well yes and that's a good point so the length of the book is actually it's actually important for me that it be shorter so one of the two reasons i'm writing a book is to appeal to people that want to hire me normally because i know what my ideal client from the services side looks like they don't have a lot of time. They're not going to read a 500 page book on digital marketing. They need something that's super concise. It can be dense and it can be utilitarian. It can be useful, but uh, they need, they're not going to read something that's, you know, 500 pages long. Uh, they might be impressed that I wrote it, but they're not going to actually read it at all. Um, and so for me, it was super important. And so 
my blog a week book. I don't remember the exact page count, but it's it's a uh, it's closer to two hundred. But then uh, the uh, uh, hundred and two tweets it is just over a hundred and two pages. And then online marketing mind shift, my the uh, latest book I wrote uh, is about that same length, where it's basically just over a hundred pages. And they're big. They're you've seen them. They're big and square. I also like square books. That's my new thing with the last three. And so uh, I, they are a decent size and they are well designed and they, you know, even though they're thin, they don't look thin partially because they're just so freaking big and square. But um, <laughs> yeah, they, uh, they, they've got to be easily digestible where someone could read them in one evening, if, even if they don't read super often. Which someone like me appreciates because right. I want you to be the expert. I'm not reading to be an expert. Mm -hmm. I'm reading to be able to put something in, in action. And if I'm sitting there having to read for two weeks right. to get all the information, I'm not going to remember what I started reading last week. Right. So, I mean, I remember when we actually started working together professionally, I actually called you in tears because I couldn't figure out websites. I don't want to have to figure all that right. out. I don't want to read a book about all that. But I want you to tell me maybe what I should be posting on my website. Right. Yep. And so it, it works really well to have it condensed and you get to retain all the expert knowledge and I can just take what you know I need to do in my day-to-day -day activities. So I, I, I appreciate that. Well, and, that, and yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's, that's why I do it so that you can kind of take out of it you can get a good overview and you can understand it, but then also it, it's not, it's not, you know, we're not talking Lord of the Rings here. This is, <laughs> you know, this is not a read you want to last forever. <laughs> Lord of the Rings does That's online right. marketing. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be interesting? Um, <laughs> so online marketing mind shift is your third book. Yes. Yes, and so I took a completely different tactic. It's like I've used a different writing method which with each book, which I kind of enjoy. You would think if I'm writing this many books, I would get my method down and um, use the same method again and again. But I sort of like having a different approach to each book. So this book, what happened was I actually, um, I had developed these concepts and really they were even more than five. It ended up, consolidating down into five but there are more than five concepts and I had developed them over time in different articles I mean I do a lot of uh, I do a significant amount of article writing column writing um, newsletter writing on digital marketing in addition to uh, some stuff for clients as well but um, so I developed these concepts and I started to think which of these concepts are the most important which of these concepts if people understood would help them avoid frustration when implementing any digital marketing tactic. Um, and so I consolidated that down into five and then I gave it as a talk for a year, every month for a year. Um, I would share this information. So I would tweak it as people asked questions. I would add to it, modify it, um, get kind of some supplementary information in the Q and a section of the talk. People would give me feedback afterwards. I would follow up with the people that attended these talks. And these were talks I was putting on. 
Um, and so I would have to fill them uh, with people, but it was always kind of my people. So I was able to get a lot of people through this presentation over the course of a year. I don't think I did it 12 actual times. It seems like it was 10. Um, but I was able to get a lot of feedback quickly on the different concepts. And so then I took all the concepts uh, and you know how it is. If, if you give a talk, it's slightly different every time. In fact, the talk I gave this morning, um, I gave the same talk in a breakout session two different times. And one person was in there for both, the person that did my introduction. And so she told me, she was like, yeah, that was different. Uh, she, she enjoyed the second time more, I think, but uh, she did tell me, yeah, that was different each time. And so I was able to kind of take all the different elements from those different talks and combine it all into, um, into one book. And so this was the first book for me. And you remember, you were there for the process, Shannon, where it was more of one cohesive narrative. The rest, I mean, like we were just talking about in the blog a week book, and it's the same thing in the 102 tweets book. The nice thing about using them is that each chapter can, can kind of stand on its own. Well, the nice thing about writing them was that each short chapter stood on its own. And I didn't right. really have to have any sort of uh, uh, continual, continual narrative uh, or anything like that. And so this book was very different from that standpoint in that it was written for these longer chapters. You know, like I say, five concepts uh, to be read in, in much bigger chunks. And so for me, that was more of a challenge. And I do always like some sort of challenge with each book I'm doing as well. And so for me, that was a big challenge was kind of those long, cohesive narratives as I kind of dove into the details of the five different concepts. And I like that you, you work to repurpose content. Yes. You know, you, you gave talks, you wrote articles, you wrote blogs. and just being able to pull from all of that and put it into a book. There's so many people that are like, I don't know what to write. Well, right. what do you talk about? Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. The, the, um, this one, even though it was a cohesive narrative, what made that even harder is it was not originally a cohesive narrative. It was all these different articles I'd written that I was assembling and merging together and making them into a cohesive narrative. So that was definitely a challenge. Um, and uh, yeah, that's what made it challenging is we were taking separate things and putting them together. So, but yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I liked it. I did not. So I kind of joke that I, I have never, because my first two books that I don't talk a lot about were the same way where I had basically taken a lot of different content and assembled it into a book. I did not do nearly as good of a job as I did on this last one partially because I had your help, Shannon, but uh, also <laughs> had also I'd written several books in between. But um, yeah, for me, the, the I mean, three out of my five books were not written from scratch. I wrote them as kind of bite-sized articles originally. Right. And I think that that can be so helpful for people who maybe they have a business where they provide services that the masses don't understand those nuances within right. the business, but they need it. And so when you can break it out into small chunks like that and still be able to link them together so it is a nice read, I think that can be really powerful. And you don't have to spend forever trying to come up with content because you have the content. You just have to figure out how to make it flow. Well, for me, anytime I write longer form content, whether that's an actual book uh, or an ebook. 
Um, one of the methods I like now, and you know I'm working on, I think, four more books right now. Um, <laughs> but uh, one of the methods I like now for doing it is to actually figure out what do I want this book to look like? What is all the content I want in this book? Outline, you know, get my list of chapters. What are the different chapters I want? What are the different, basically, headings in those chapters? And then I figure out my approximate length of the book overall. I break it down into each of those sections and I know I need each section to be about X number of words long. And then I fill that in. Uh, and so for me, it's never really overwhelming. Um, the biggest thing is I get distracted by new book ideas. So that's my problem <laughs> more than anything else. So you have to keep that either notepad or virtual notepad nearby so you can just put those ideas in and, and set them to the side. Yes. So yes, you don't 100%. lose that list. Yep, that's it. <laughs> so one thing I like to ask everybody that I interview is what their very favorite part of authoring is. Oh, for me, it's, it's well, I've got two different parts. So um, one is probably similar to a lot of authors getting that first box of books in and opening it up and seeing the physical book for the same time, um, is just fantastic. I love that. But my other favorite part and part of the reason this one is a favorite is because it does tie into my life mission is just hearing really the first time I hear about someone telling me how much my book helped them do a thing or help them understand something. And so once I hear that, because really once I write it, as far as helping people, it's out of my hands. I mean, it for all I know, it may never help anyone, right? Uh -huh. um, and I don't have any control over that at that point. Uh, but hearing that, yes, that is fulfilling the mission and I have fulfilled my uh, that part of my life mission, um, after the fact is, is, is awesome. And so I love that very first time that someone tells me that on a new book, that's the, that's the coolest feeling for me. That's awesome. And it really, it validates what you're doing and it gives more, it, I guess it, it brings that purpose to the forefront as to why you were doing it in the first place. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that, that's nice. I like that. If someone were to write your, or write your book, you wrote your <laughs> book. If someone were to want to buy your book or read yes. your book, who, who is most likely to want it? Like, who is it going to help the most? Sure. No, that is a good question. So if you, whether you're a solopreneur or you're working at a business, you own the business, maybe you don't own the business, but if you do digital marketing, but it's one of many hats you wear, then these books are written for you. They can help other people. I mean, the, the group I was talking to, the breakout sessions today, where I shared three of the concepts from, from Online Marketing Mindshift, those were uh, whatever, CMOs. So those were full-time marketing people where all they did was marketing. But even so, so it will help that people. But if you're someone where marketing is one of many things you do in your business, you're wearing a lot of hats. Um, whether again, whether it's your business or whether you're just employed there, but it's one of many hats you wear, then these books were definitely written for you. Excellent. So really it's that those people who just need that extra something to make their job a little bit easier. Correct. And to help them along in that process. 
And it's that same, it's those same people that I'm writing the other four for as well, Shannon. <laughs> the four I'm working on. I would expect be that same exact no less. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so where can we find your books? So they do each have their own website, but they are all available through Amazon, both the physical copies and the, the Kindle versions as well. Um, but if you search my name, uh, or if you look up the individual books on their websites, I do have, I'm very generous in my free samples I make available on the websites and you don't have to enter in an email address or anything. You just download the, download the PDFs. Um, and so those are, I think it's, it's 102 tweets.com. So just one zero two it's blog a week.com and then online marketing mind shift is long. If you type that out, you'll get there, but we made it ommbook.com. And so all three of those websites have links to Amazon, but also have a pretty generous preview PDF. Excellent. You're such a giver. I try. I try. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing, especially in the online world where that's where so many people just get stuck. Right because there's so much to know and so much to learn. And as soon as you figure it out, it changes again. So it's nice to have people like you who that's your job. Oh, you keep well, up with I all love... those changes and then you, you help us all and, yes. and keep us moving forward and not feeling quite so stuck. And you know, my wiring, I like not only helping others, but I like stuff that changes frequently. And so being able to keep up on it so that I can help the people that don't like stuff that changes frequently is like a perfect fit for me. It really is. It, and you're good at it. I mean, you just, you embrace it. So that that's excellent that that just meshes with your personality so well. And it's something that you enjoy so much. And now you have books about it and more to come. I do. I don't know what I would have done if I was born a hundred years ago. No, I don't think anything changed this fast back then. <laughs> <laughs> You'd have been making the change. Probably, probably. You're like, no, 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 this is too slow. We need <laughs> to right. do it like this. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Excellent. Well, is there anything else you want to share with our listeners before we wrap it up? Well, so, I mean, it, you know, I'm wired weird in a lot of ways. And so I do get asked a lot for advice on writing books and there's a lot of things where different I struggle with weird things so people will struggle with different things than me I have no problem starting to write a book or even writing half a book my challenge is writing a whole book um, but um, for most people and you can tell me if you've heard differently Shannon but from what I understand for most people really getting started is a huge hurdle for a lot of people and then staying uh, staying the course other people have that problem in addition to me but really getting started it is not um, it is I, I like to I like to make the joke it's not rocket surgery you know combining <laughs> rocket science and brain surgery it's not rocket surgery writing a book but just start, just start working on it, come up with your topic, do your outline, make a plan, um, and then just execute the plan. And, you know, in an ideal world, you'll have a specific timeline that you stick to. But even if you don't, and you know, every time you do it, you know what your next step is going to be after that. Um, and you just start and just work through it all and get it all done. And I have no doubt I'm going to finish all four of the books I'm working on right now. 
because I know the next steps for all of them. I know where I'm at in all of them. I know the next steps. Um, and so just start, just start working on them. Don't let the feeling kind of overwhelm you. Uh, the concept of writing a book, don't let that overwhelm you. It is completely doable. If I can do it, then you can do it. That's awesome. And getting started is a really hard part and finishing. Yes. And so I usually tell people to envision their release date. Ah. And I love the idea of a mock cover where you actually get that sample <laughs> cover. Uh -huh. I've, I've heard of a few people doing that and how much it just inspires them and motivates them because they, they're envisioning the completed product. And right. when you look at that, it's as if it's already done and it just makes it easier to push through and make that happen. It does. And I will say I do. And you know, I think you know all four of the books I'm working on, but I have covers for all of them already designed. And so they're, they're more real. It seems more real and it just needs to be finished. At least that's what it ends up, how it ends up looking for me is that they're more real at that point. Excellent advice. I thank you for taking time to visit with me today and Absolutely. sharing with all the listeners about your books and what it's been like to write them and the ones you have coming <laughs> and all your tips. It's awesome. You're awesome. Well, thank you. And I appreciate you being on here. Absolutely. As you know, I am happy to do it. All right. Thank you, Tim. You're welcome. <laughs>